Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body and helping you thrive, which is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. The whole effortlessly part, helping you feel amazing in your body and doing so in a way that requires not a ton of work, but with the caveat is it's going to take some work at first, (laughs) specifically when we are talking about intuitive eating, because here's the thing, intuitive eating is anything but intuitive when we are starting, because if you are anything like me and you have been dieting, cleansing, and cleaning out your way through nutritional protocols for probably at least 20 or more years of your life, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to eat? If I just listen to my body, I am going to just eat nothing but Doritos and pizza and ice cream. And that's going to be a shit show. If I intuitively eat, I will just fall down the rabbit hole of processed food and junk. And that can't happen to me. And look it, I understand because <laughs> I've been there. I lived through it. I know what the fear is like. And I know what it's like to take the training wheels off and to suddenly find yourself in an abyss of processed food because when you're listening to your body, your body seems to tell you that all it wants to eat is junk food and it has not asked for a vegetable in the last I don't know, three to five business days to six to seven weeks. (laughs) We've all been there. That is what we are going to talk about today. How to bridge that gap and how to get from where you are right now to eating in a way that serves your body and letting it be your new normal and allowing it to be effortless. Before we get started, I want you to play along with me. Close your eyes. I actually probably don't because you're probably driving (laughs) or walking or doing something, but just imagine. Imagine yourself being effortlessly able to eat in a way that helps you feel amazing in your body. Imagine yourself eating in a way that helps you reach your body-related goals, but more importantly, helps you maintain them. And imagine that this is your default. That you are not always having to tell yourself, no, I can't have this. I don't deserve this. I have to wait until Friday to have this. Just depriving yourself through the week only to indulge overly on the weekends. Imagine that being your reality. Because I am telling you, it can. I see it happen all the time with coaching clients. But here's the thing. It takes work. It doesn't happen in one week. It doesn't happen in two weeks. It doesn't happen in three weeks. It doesn't happen in four weeks. It takes time. It takes time to undo the years of bullshit that we have been programmed with, right? The diets, the cleanses, the protocols, that this is good, this is bad, gluten is bad, gluten is going to kill you, red meat's bad, red meat's going to kill you, milk is bad, milk is going to kill you, don't eat dairy, don't have any of these things, but also eat keto, high fat, that's the key to do it. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to be listening to? The answer is none of it. What you are supposed to be listening to is your body. And I understand that that is fucking hard to do at first. That's why I made the Magic Mindset program. And that's why the entire first section of it is called the foundation. 
because that is helping you rebuild your baseline and helping you figure out what your body needs. And this is where I'm going to contradict the entire intuitive eating community because I'm going to say something that's maybe a hot take. I know a hot take probably isn't a cool thing to say anymore, but whatever. Say something a little controversial. And that is if you want to eat intuitively and you are coming from a background like me, which I know you are because you're here listening. So hi, nice to meet you. We both went through years of diet bullshit, (laughs) slaved away on this scale and realized none of it fucking works and we're sick of it. That's why we're here. Hi, sister. It's like looking in a mirror. I know your story and you know mine. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're coming from that background, your body has no fucking idea what it needs right now because it's confused. It is confused. It has not felt the way it was designed to feel in probably a long time. And so getting yourself back to that place is going to require you to follow some guidelines. It is going to require you to eat in a way that is not intuitive. Yes, you heard that right. If you want to eat intuitively, you are going to have to eat in a way that is not intuitive at first because we need to readjust your baseline. We need to help you find your normal. We need to give yourself an opportunity to let yourself be clear. And that takes time and that takes work. And I don't say that to be a Debbie Downer. I don't say that to like shit on your progress. I say that because I give a shit about you. I say that because I care about you. I say that because these coaches who are like, this is just, it's just going to happen. It's just, let it be like, da, da, da. That's true, but it takes fucking work. Easy is earned, you guys. 100% of the time, easy is earned. And this very much applies to how we feel in our bodies. We need to be willing to show up for ourselves in different ways to get things that we want. And that means when it comes to intuitive eating, we need to be willing to understand that We're going to have to force it a little bit at first. If you are coming from a background of regularly not getting enough protein, of avoiding vegetables like the plague unless they're covered in like ranch dressing, which full disclosure, I fucking love me some ranch and I will never tell a girl not to have her ranch dressing. No, no, no. We don't do that here. That is not what I'm saying. You can absolutely have that. But you know what I mean, right? If you have not had vegetables as a mainstay of your diet for some time, maybe even your entire life, it's hard to get to that place without coming up with some sort of guidelines. And so really quickly, I'm just going to give you what I have set out kind of in the Magic Mindset program, but I'm going to do so in about 30 seconds. And in that program, we go through about 18 hours worth of shit. So forgive me because we're going to compartmentalize a lot here. But what you need to do is basically – Say to yourself every single day, this is what I am going to eat and check off those boxes. I am going to make sure that I am getting X amount of protein. And how much? Well, that's dependent on where you're starting and what your current goals are. But let's just say for most women, around 100 grams is a good goal. And and you're probably not getting that right now unless you're somebody who's very, very conscious of your protein intake. And so consuming 100 grams. And you're probably thinking, well, Heather, I thought we don't count calories. I thought we don't count macros here. Like, what? you just had 100 grams. What do I need to do? Okay, I'm saying that because it's helpful to have some idea. And controversial take again. This is things I only talk about in one-on-one sessions, but I'm going to breach the subject here. 
For some people, measuring out things like protein can be extraordinarily helpful at first because it allows you to see what a serving size should look like. So many of us think we're getting enough protein when you're getting like three ounces. And that's just not enough, right? Like enough people tell me, well, I eat protein for breakfast. I have two eggs. Sister friend, honey, two eggs is 12 grams of protein at best. 12 grams to start your day is complete fucking shit. Ideally, you should be having at least 30, maybe 40 grams of protein to get your day going. And so that is why I'm saying these numbers right now is because I want you to have a tangible idea of what that would look like. If you're like, I no fucking way, no fucking way am I going to start like measuring out protein, fine, totally, good for you. What does that look like in just non mathematical terms, that would be your whole hand, right? We're not talking just the palm of your hand like you've been sold on the food pyramid. Your whole hand worth of protein with three of your meals is going to get you roughly around 100 grams. That is a great place to start. And of course, I'm leaving so much on the table here because we just, we don't have the time. Does protein choices and protein sources matter? Yeah, a lot. Animal protein is always going to be your best bet. And it's hard to eat that much of when we're not used to it. So that's where the forcing comes in. Same with vegetables. You are going to be setting yourself up to say, okay, I'm going to consume X servings of vegetables every single day. Ideally, we should all be getting 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. How many people are actually getting that? Like less than 10% of the population. It's hard. Just like eating enough protein, it is not easy to have happen. Eating enough fiber is not easy unless you are consciously working at it. And so that is what I mean. Like it takes some forcing for you to ensure that this is happening. The same thing with water. We need to reprogram your body's baseline of nutrients and remind your body, oh, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to be satiated. This is what it feels like to have the nutrients that allow me to feel my best. This is what it feels like to have fiber in my system. These things are going to require some work because nobody wakes up in the morning going from a traditional standard American diet to, mm, I want some salmon and broccoli. Like that—that That is a strange transition. That is not going to happen. But when you say, okay, I'm going to take the next three to four weeks and I'm going to really focus in on, I'm not saying no to myself. I am not depriving myself. I'm going to say, I'm making sure I'm hitting this protein goal. I am making sure I'm hitting this vegetable goal. I am making sure I hit this water hydration goal. And I'm just going to see what happens. I promise you, I promise you, you will be amazed in the difference in how your body feels and what your body starts asking for. Because here's the thing. By default, eating in that manner is going to start pushing some things off of your plate. And we don't have a time to have the conversation about processed food. Is it good? Is it bad? It's not. It's not bad. No food has moral value, right? It's not bad. Processed food is complicated. It is complicated. That's that's why I wrote my book. Because we're talking about the pause, right? Learning to listen to our bodies instead of just running away with what we may be programmed and conditioned to do. And guess what? Processed food is made for you to continue to eat it, for you to want to just crave it and consume it. And so when you are focusing on eating enough protein, eating enough fiber, like adding in more fruits and things like that into your diet, by default, you are going to, without much effort, end up pushing some of that processed food off of your plate. And starting there, 
when you are trying to eat intuitively is so important. We go at trying to eat intuitively completely wrong. We're told, and look, I participated in this. I was a Whole30 coach for a while. Do I regret that? Mm, Yes and no. Yes, because the program fucks a lot of people up. I absolutely 100% regret that portion of it. No, because it it was part of my journey, right? It was something that needed to happen. And at the time, I was fully bought in and I was doing it with only the best of intentions. And I wouldn't have seen how harmful something like that is had I not experienced it firsthand. I coached well over 200, maybe even 300 women through that program in the course of my like coaching practice. And I noticed a pattern like, okay, these women are thriving with these rules and they're doing so good. And then the program ends and what happens? It goes to shit. And so that showed me unequivocally with a fuckload of data, right? That's a lot of people to look at in that bucket having extraordinarily similar results. I can say unequivocally that deprivation as a long-term solution for mitigating cravings does not work. It does not work at all. But what the Whole30 did do amazingly that I've seen be so incredibly helpful for these same women is it got them eating whole and natural foods. It got them eating a lot more animal protein. It got them eating more vegetables, more fruits, eating potatoes, like things that we're tend to be like scared of, like, oh, potatoes, so many carbs, bananas, so much sugar, bullshit, bullshit. Like find me somebody who gained 20 pounds eating too many potatoes, bananas, and pineapples find me that person because they don't exist, right? These things are bad. And so, yes, there's good that can always come out of every situation. And that showed me like, all right, when we focus on eating these natural sources, not because they have a halo around them, not because hashtag eating clean is somehow going to absolve you and like make you morally superior, any of that bullshit, because no, food is food, no good, no bad. I will stand by that very, very much. But when you eat these whole natural food sources, you become satiated. Our bodies know what to do with them. There's a lot of truth there. Like we were not engineered. We were not designed to eat all this processed food. We've evolved over hundreds and millions of years to eat meat, plants, things, you know, of of that nature very much for a reason because they fill our nutrient needs. They help us feel our best. And so when we can get our diet to a place where 50, 60, 70, 80% of it is these natural food sources, we by default start feeling so much better and it helps break that craving cycle of all the other processed foods because we're no longer nutrient deprived. And that's what happens. You know, we tend to be, when we're eating an abundance of processed food, we tend to be calorically full, right? We're absolutely meeting our caloric needs, but we're not meeting our nutrient needs. We're not getting the fiber. We're not getting the protein. We're not getting the vitamins. We're not getting the minerals. And so that's why our body's going more, more, more. Please give me more. And that's why we feel so powerless over making changes. But when we say, okay, I'm not going to deprive myself. I am instead going to worry about adding things onto my plate. I'm going to make sure that I am dedicating this chunk of time to eating this amount of protein, eating this amount of vegetables, eating this amount of fruit. When I'm doing that, you're going to by default start pushing things off your plate because your body isn't going to be searching for these nutrients that it's not getting from the more processed counterparts. And I shit you not, really cool things happen 
when you give yourself that little bit of window. I love, 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 love receiving messages from women who are like, okay, I've been in the Magic Mindset program now for six weeks and like I haven't had a binge in five and a half. And it's only because they're focusing on building their foundation and setting themselves up to eat in a more natural way without worrying about you know, no to sugar, no to dairy. No, no, no. All of that stuff is included. You can absolutely have it. Just focus on eating the things that help you feel your best and let the fall, the rest fall into place. And that's where the forcing comes in. And I know that that's a harsh word, but it's going to feel like that at times. You are going to be forcing yourself to get in that protein, get in that fiber, get in all your water at first. But doing that is so much more productive than forcing yourself to just constantly say no. Because I have not once said eliminate anything. You are not going to hear me say that. We do not need to worry about that at first. What we need to focus on if you want to eat intuitively and do so in a way that helps your body feel your best is focus on building your foundation and making yourself somebody who regularly is consuming enough of the foods that help you feel your best, which will allow you to experience all the other things like craving reductions and sugar craving reductions, all those things, they will start to clean themselves up without that much effort when you have focused on really building that foundation. It's going to, that bit of force is going to be the thing that allows you to find flow. And then absolutely another thing that we just cannot talk, not talk about rather, is alcohol consumption. Nobody is eating intuitively when they are drinking, period. End of story. We all know that. But we forget about the day after. Are you eating intuitively when you're hungover? Mm, I mean, maybe intuitively I would always crave some (laughs) soda from a fountain, needed to be fountain soda, right? And a grilled cheese and french fries. That felt pretty intuitive. Was it really what was serving me at that time? No, absolutely freaking not. When you have alcohol still in your system, which is going to be in your system for at least 24 hours after the fact, you're fucking up your progress. And so I will never tell anybody to be completely sober. I will never tell somebody, like, that's not my business. You know what I'm saying. But what I will say is if you are serious about really feeling good in your body and learning to listen to your body's cues, doing things like drinking or smoking or vaping, any of those things you're by default not listening to your body's cues. You're by default numbing out your body's cues. It's not going to work. And the same thing with sleep. Sleep is so important when it comes to being able to eat intuitively. If you are chronically underslept, you are going to be chronically craving processed carbohydrates because your body needs some fucking energy. That's not a moral failure on your part. That's biology. So making sure if you're really serious about listening to your body and honoring your body and feeling good in your body and getting to those fat loss related goals through intuitive eating, because that is very much possible. I've seen it happen. It's very, very much available to you. You need to be very, very clear on what your sleep looks like in a good sleep hygiene routine because being well-rested is going to help you so much there. And then, of course, from there, it comes to just setting boundaries with yourself. I did an episode on this a few days, oh, a few days, well, it was a few days recorded back, but a few weeks back when this is aired. Setting boundaries with yourself so you have some sort of guideline system. And this is where, you know, more individual one-on-one conversations come in handy because will you need to pump the brakes around certain foods? Yes, 
Absolutely. Do you need to come up with strategies that make it so there is a roadblock or a barrier between you and a binge, between you and a food that you tend to always overeat despite your best efforts? Yes, there's strategies there available to you. I can absolutely help you with that. But again, It's not even worth having that conversation right now until we have drilled the foundation, until we have made eating enough of the foods that help you feel your best, your normal. It is going, that is going to be the thing that allows you to start actually dealing with those roadblocks and dealing with those trigger foods and navigating them in a responsible way that helps you not only get yourself past the craving, but become in a place where you're not experiencing those cravings, which I know can sound crazy, but it's true. You absolutely will be somebody who, yeah, does that mean you're not going to like want any of the foods that you desire? No, you absolutely will. But you'll acknowledge them and you'll be able to instantly say like, okay, well, this is how they're going to fit in my day. This is how they're going to fit in my diet. And it's not going to be this big like mental gymnastics that you have to go through anytime you want to eat a fucking brownie. (laughs) That, my friends, is intuitive eating. And I, as I said that, my stomach is growling, which is my cue to shut up and go get myself something to eat. So yes, I left a lot on this table, but guess what? Like the good thing is, is there's so many resources available to you. There's the Magic Mindset program. Reach out to me. I'll give you a discount code if you're listening. Shoot me a DM. I'll give you a 20% off code to help you kind of navigate yourself through this because it's very much available to you. It just does take a little bit of work and a little bit of intention and, you know, some tips and tricks and processes to get yourself through this. Or check out my book. It's like 14 bucks on Amazon. It is going to help you not only figure out intuitive eating process, but also help you deal with some of the mindset shifts and the headspace shifts and just, you know, all around showing up in your life differently. Because While it may seem unrelated to what's on your plate, holy shit, is it always related? You and I both know that. So, okay, I'm going to shut up (laughs) right now. Next week, oh, I'm so excited about this episode. I've been dreaming about this episode for a long time and I'm finally recording it. And it is when growth sucks, when it just fucking sucks. To be somebody who is more self-aware, to be somebody who knows what her bullshit is, to be somebody who wants to be the bigger person, when it sucks, why it sucks, and what we can do about it. So I hope you will join me. And between now and then, I hope you have the most amazing week. Bye.